listeners, it's another edition of the program, GSAL FM. Thanks for tuning into the program. I am Okwe Sanyaolu. Thank you, Lord, for keeping all of us in your mercy to see the end of the month. And we ask you to help us learn more today. I want to thank our listeners for sending your comments, opinions, and encouragements. On the previous edition, we spoke about the refusal. We are still learning from the book of Esther, and tonight we'll discuss about the search. Before we go on, allow me to share the opinions of some of our listeners on the refusal. I read, I.A. says, one thing that strikes me about the king's intoxicated state is the fact I still remembered that he had a wife who was queen and wanted her to feature in the grand finale. Making that request on the grand finale was fair enough. However, regarding the refusal, I believe both parties have a fair share of blame because if the king had never made such a request before or if there had never been such a precedence, it would have been difficult for the queen to expect to be paraded before the old populace, especially if there had not been a prior discussion along that line. This speaks volumes about the extreme punishment that followed. However, I believe that regardless of her reasons for turning down the king's request on his D-Day, she could have communicated her reasons better by first appearing before the king rather than the blunt refusal. That was his opinion. A.B. says, in my opinion, the punishment measured out to the queen was too much because it greatly outweighs her offense and humanly speaking, I would say that's cruel and unfair. We all should be given an opportunity to explain ourselves whenever the situation arises. On the other hand, being in certain position in life comes with various price tags. If the queen's action had come from a lower subject to the king, the punishment might have varied. Responsibility and accountability also come with success and affluence. The queen should not have refused the king in the open just like that. Also, she should not have been banned forever. Above all, we should always ask for God's wisdom when making or taking life-changing decisions. That was her opinion. And the last one for tonight from the opinion segment is from OS and it reads thus. In my opinion, the punishment was not so great because it showed how grievous the refusal meant to the king. And this shows that just as none of the suggested excuses was enough to stop her from being punished, no excuse will be good enough when we are to appear before the king of kings and we do not meet up. That was her opinion. Wow, I hope you've learned a thing or two from the opinion segment. Today, we'll continue our discussion from the book of Esther, chapter 2, 
from verse 1 to 18 as we discuss their search. What were the enrollment criteria? Who qualified? What made her outstanding? These and many more are the points we'll consider tonight. Before the search began, one day King Xerxes woke up and he had come down from his high mood. Permit my balance. Then he remembered his action and decree. Maybe if he had time to think before making the decree, he would have done otherwise. That's my thinking. It was in that new sober state of mind that his attendant suggested that the search begin. The advert was placed. The entry criteria for the new Queen Sousa pageant, NSQ, meant that the candidate should be beautiful, young, and still a virgin. So, if you're a beautiful virgin, but you're old, you're not qualified. If you are beautiful and young, but you've lost your virginity, don't bother. And if you're a young virgin, but you're not beautiful, the pageant is sure not for you. Before going fully into the details of the search, I would like us to briefly ponder on something. Did you notice that by the time the king was sober, not one of the nobles were around to sympathize with the king on his loss, not even Honorable Mimilkan, speaker of the nobles. So you see, they got what they wanted, a decree to put their own homes in order while the king's home was asunder. My dear listener, if anyone tells you to divorce your wife, if they tell you to quit that job and you agree without giving it a second thought, my brother, my sister, you are on your own. You know why? Because they will return home to a delicious meal prepared by their wife who probably does worse things than your own wife. And if you were advised to quit your job because your boss is too strict, they will smile home with their paychecks from a meaner boss. I mean, a boss who is more mean than your own boss. So, think twice. Okay, sorry for the diversion. Let's return to the pageant show to check out the housemates. The girls were brought to the citadel where they would receive a one-year beauty regimen. Initially, I thought, if they would undergo beauty therapy, why did the girls still have to be beautiful in order to qualify for the pageant? It later dawned on me that the treatments were for a season, so that when the NSQ is over, the king would still be able to look at the lucky bride and consider her beautiful. Hence, the treatments were to enhance the existing beauty not to replace or manufacture it.
for the next scissor queen show the nsq the one who emerges winner by pleasing the king gets to be the king's wife and we ultimately be crowned as the new queen of scissor kingdom note that the final and crucial criterion was to please the king it was not to please the nobles or the officials it was not subject to having the highest nominations from fans remember it was the king that was displeased and disrespected so he was the one that had to be pleased with the new queen because it would be the one to live with her so you see in this life there are decisions that you have to take a stand on no matter how popular the other people's recommendations are because you will have to deal with the outcome of your choice eventually the nsq show began and the ladies began to go into the king one after the other amongst those ladies there was an outstanding candidate named Azaza, aka Esther, maybe because she was born to be a star. Esther was an orphan, yet I must find that she was well trained. Hmm. The way parents raise children these days is mind boggling. We raise them in such a way that they can't live anywhere else apart from under our nose rules because no one else can stand their attitudes. We have stopped preparing the children for the road, but we are doing all we can to prepare the road for the child. Unfortunately, Esther had no parents to prepare the road for her. In her case, Mordecai did a good job of rather preparing her for the road as I said earlier that Esther was unique in the book of Esther chapter 2 verse 7 the new international version described her as being lovely in form and features while the King James Version says she was fair and beautiful now I had to look up the word beautiful because why did her own beauty stand out if every other girl that came in for the show had to be beautiful before they qualified so in looking up the word beautiful the Hebrew word translated beautiful in the King James Version is the word tov t-o-v which means a lot of things and I'll mention just a few it means good pleasant excellent fruitful cheerful kind righteous correct all those things yes just imagine all these qualities in one person it means esther was good she was pleasant she was excellent she was fruitful cheerful kind she was righteous and correct in fact she's got to be the real deal you see it is not all about the physical beauty because they all had access to 12 month beauty regimen 
but there was no regimen to enhance their inner beauty. If you've got it, you've got it. And so the inner beauty described by those attributes were a joker. into the life of the NSQ housemates at the Citadel of Susa. Amongst all the contestants, Esther found favor with a guy, the coordinator. He gave a kit to her speedily, without delay. She even got the best apartment. I mean, she was living the life even before the outcome. In fact, with all those qualities, she just had to find favor. I pray that our children will find favor in places where it matters in Jesus' name. I also pray for parents to receive grace and wisdom to raise children with outstanding qualities that will attract favor to their lives in Jesus' name. At last, it was Esther's turn to appear before the king. She requested for nothing other than what a guy the coordinator suggested. She was not greedy or forward. It shows that she had been used to having someone disciple or mentor her. And guess what? It worked. The king was attracted to her and she pleased him. Esther won the favor and approval of the king more than all the other girls that had gone before her. The crown was placed on her head. She won the prize. She became her excellency, Queen Esther Zaxis of the Caesar Empire. And you know what? The king threw a party in her name, as in Esther's banquet. Even made sure there were souvenirs. Everyone got a gift. All this happened in the seventh year of King Xerxes' reign. That was four years after Queen Vashti was banished. Now that the king is holding a party in Queen Esther's name, do you think those women who were at former Queen Vashti's simultaneous party would attend? In my opinion, if Queen Vashti had not held a simultaneous party and had also honored his request for a display, the king would have declared a party in her own name to honor her and to show his love for her. What do you think? And with that, we have come to the end of tonight's program. Thank you, Lord, for lessons we've learned tonight. Please grant us grace and wisdom to live right and faith to please you in Jesus' name. Thank you, dear Emmanuel Sayolu, my producer. Thank you, listeners, for staying tuned. We look forward to your comments and opinions on our social media platforms. You can reach us on WhatsApp. You can reach out on Facebook at Okpayami Bedu Sanyolu, 
on Instagram at OOSayolu and also on our Twitter handle at Sayolu Okwe. See, we'll meet next time. I am Okwe Sayolu. Stay blessed.